Zach. Brian. My dad is a golfer. And my maternal grandfather was a golfer when he was alive. And they used to go out golfing. And for a while, they tried to get me interested in the most boring sport. And I think as a way of being able to supervise me while they were golfing, uh, they had me caddy for them for a little while. And I remember hating caddying because it's just dragging heavy things around. And I remember one afternoon, I remember the sky being very gray. And as we're trudging across the golf course with my grandpa's golf bag, I suddenly screamed out, Yes! In super 90s kid fashion, probably pumping my arm, because I had finally defeated the genie boss of Bottle Grotto. I was eight years old or something. He is kind of a jerk. Uh, Bottle Grotto. He gave me so much trouble. It, he's a menace. He's a menace. He's tough. He killed me in my last playthrough. Welcome to the complete guide to Welcome Kobe. to the yeah intro to podcast. This Ryan. is tile E3. We're here electronic to talk about... entertainment tile. Yeah. Uh, E3 is the first tile we're doing in the Koponga Swamp. Mm. Or, like, authentically in the swamp. Yeah. It's like half swamp, half tall, tall heights, but it, it counts as swamp. Uh, obstacles on the exterior of this tile include those Koponga flowers, which are impervious until you have Bow Wow. And then later you can do stuff to them, too. What else works besides Bow Wow? I know the fire rod I works. I think the hookshot's supposed to work. Huh. I could check, but I'm not gonna. And there's also some rocks you can't get past until you mm-hmm. get the, the whatever, whatever. Um, there's an entrance here into the side of the mountain wall that looks mm-hmm. awesome. I like the way this entrance looks. It's a really good entrance. It's like vines? Yeah. And like a face, but like I'm like, are they are they actual vines or is it just like a like a relief carved to look like vines? I mean, that's not an actual face, so I think it's supposed to be a carving to look like vines, which is kind of cool. It. Yeah, it really sets it up as like this is the swamp dungeon. Yeah, which it turns out it isn't really not, not swamp at all inside. Bottle Grotto is a cool dungeon. I like it. Uh, that's not in my notes. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I was thinking, and this might be my least favorite dungeon in the game. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I I would put it above Face Shrine. Oh, you don't like? Well, we'll talk about Face Shrine later on. I but would, I think yeah, that I would put it above Face Shrine, and that's and that's where I would draw the line there. The hook shot does work, by the way, confirmed. Okay, I thought so. I just did not have turned the game on in a week. The, um. Overall, Bottle Grotto is not a bad dungeon, but I feel like it's just kind of all over the place. The theme is not very fun and doesn't make much sense. And uh, it's kind of, I think it's like the point of Bottle Grotto is to ramp up the dungeons in the game where Tail Cave was very simple and tutorial like. Now it's like, well, we can do more interesting stuff, but we don't want to go too fast. So it, it for me, it ends up being kind of blah on 
repeated playthroughs. So I disagree on hmm. some on some of those fronts. Okay. Uh, I like the theming in Bottle Grotto. I think it's cool because the theme is just pots. Like that's what it's about. It's right in the name. It takes something that was like established in Link to the Past and turns it into this weird, like, meta theme of like that's true taunting you of like again these pots that you should have been able to lift now you can't lift them and now they're <laughs> everywhere okay that's a good point um i put that uh bottle grotto like if we're th- back to thinking about the dungeons in terms of like what purpose do these dungeons serve in the world bottle grotto comes off as some kind of abandoned storehouse like could be there's rooms full of pots everywhere the layout is kind of simple it's kind of like if you just look at it from the big picture it's kind of just a series of hallways and a big like rectangle with some alcoves and some rooms that are more messed up than others over time or whatever but like kind of just seems like it was an old storehouse Um, well if i can respond to that theory okay this is a cave with a scary face and vines carved into the side of a mountain i have trouble entertaining the idea that this was intended as anything but a spooky dungeon well think about Maybe it wasn't always a spooky dungeon. Maybe it was a storehouse where some sort of evil bottle showed up and they had to seal it off and they had to warn people not to go in there anymore. So they carved all this stuff as like, hey, don't go in there. We found a bottle and it's bad. And we locked it behind a bunch of traps so nobody's going to mess with it. That makes sense. Something like that. Obviously, we're, you know, obviously it is a dungeon meant to serve a gameplay purpose but i don't know it's kind of fun to think about in terms of that like okay maybe there's some backstory there we don't got we 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 don't get or maybe it's i mean getting really meta with it maybe this is backstory the windfish's dream hasn't had to justify with any scrutiny (laughs) you know it's like you're dreaming and you're like oh yeah it was there for the bottles probably (laughs) you know okay it's, it, as soon as it gets under scrutiny, it all falls apart, is what I'm saying. Sure. There's rooms full of pots everywhere. You can tell that you're going to need the bracelet by the very first room. That's you, true. You yeah. walk in, and there's a chest behind a bunch of pots, and you're like, I cannot move those yet, so clearly I'm going to be able to move those by the begin- by the end of the dungeon. There's a sub-theme of uh, lighting torches with magic powder. Um, although, <laughs> two of the four rooms with torches are actually about smashing enemies instead of torches but like it seems like they're expecting you they, they want you to think about magic powder but it doesn't always work um this is also where they introduce crystal switches i have that note too yeah this is the first time they have crystal switches in this game uh and i which are it's my my my, my thing is are these are also callbacks to link to the past these are like they've gotten yeah. this far like okay what other link to the past stuff can we put in this dungeon so they're kind of going um, into what you said, where it's kind of a mishmash. Yeah, and I personally don't like how they use crystal switches here. I think that because they're, like, introducing the concept and making sure that you get how they work, the puzzles involving crystal switches are kind of just, like, well, get past this, like, keep hitting the crystal switch until you get to the next thing. Crystal- it's good as an introduction, but for someone who's done it more than once it seems i i don't like it crystal switches are kind of cool in this game now that i think about it because you can walk on top of them 
and that's mm-hmm. a major like thing that comes into relevance. Whereas yeah. in Link to the Past, if you try and walk on them, I think you just glitch the game in a convenient way. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't think you get much of a chance to walk on crystal switches in this dungeon. Um, do you? I thought there was a spot you do. Oh, yeah, there is. The the room with uh, near the top where there's a bunch of crystal switches, like a big field of them. Uh, walking on top of them becomes an important thing so that's cool it's cool it's neat it's not it's not a way that again it's something that link to the past had that doesn't quite work the same way uh maybe out of just programming constraints or programming like lack of caring that ends up turning it in i mean maybe uh, it's like hey we programmed this it doesn't quite work the same way but that's fine i tend to think they must have had to do some extra work to get you to walk on top of them because the game doesn't seem to have much of a concept of like altitude a lot of the time like it simulates altitude with cliffs that you can jump off of and jumping with the uh, rocks feather but those don't really take a very fine-grained approach to the third dimension like the rocks feather doesn't let you jump over these crystal switches that you clearly should be able to get over the right. blocks i mean right right right. um so the fact that the switches work in this way i don't think that was an accident um i think they must have had to add that in specifically like somebody programmed it that way and was like we could actually use this yeah like maybe it wasn't it's not it's not exactly like link to the past but we can use this same way that the pots are not like they're much bigger obstacles in this game than link to the past i mm. want to talk about part of this dungeon you get the bracelet obviously level one bra- it tells you level one bracelet which implies the existence of level two which is pretty great yeah when you lift things in this game most things not everything but most things you have to hit the button you assign it to and then pull back yeah and you don't have to do that in other zelda games or at least in uh, link to the past sure but it ends up feeling like it has a good like kinesthetic feel to pull back and then you lift up yeah it feels cool to do that i understand it's probably well no because then there's things you can lift that don't require that you just hit the button once and it does it so i don't know why they they didn't have to add that they decided to do it that way but it feels fun to lift things that way i agree there's a puzzle where you have to kill enemies in a certain order i have a note about this but i'll let you keep going so you need the stone slab or the owl beak in order to get the clue for the ordering. Um, and like <laughs> describing it out loud, it sounds like a stupid puzzle. I think it works. Uh, I like it. It's interesting though, that like the message that you get is like first kill the imprisoned Pole's voice last Stalfos. And there's no reason in the game that you should know what a Pole's voice or a Stalfos is. Oh no. This is the uh, episode I should have dug out the manual for. I'm going to Google it instead. Oh, good point. I um, didn't think about the manual at I was all. Supposed to, I was supposed to dig it out, and I did not go dig it out. I think it might say in the manual. Well, then. I'm going to scroll through really fast right now. Boop, 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 boop. It doesn't say. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> um. So, like, they have to say the imprisoned pulse voice. Because that narrows it down to the enemy that is imprisoned. Yep. So that's good. Yep. And then it's kind of a process of elimination thing to figure out what the self votes is. So 
um, I think it might be because of those other steps that require you to do some detective work to find out what the instructions mean that the puzzle actually works. It's a very being tedious. It's a very non-Zelda puzzle. Zelda doesn't normally do weird like textual. I'm sure there's probably examples of it, but this feels this doesn't feel like a Zelda puzzle. A Zelda puzzle is usually like language agnostic, and you could just look at the situation presented with you in your environment, and then like, okay, based on the things in this environment, I have these tools and these objects I can interact with. And this one is very much not that. This is a very weird puzzle for them. The closest thing I can think of is the puzzle in Ocarina of Time, where you find out that twenty three is number one. That was came up in my head too. Which is also not a Zelda E puzzle at all. Yeah. Um, so my note about this uh, this room is in all caps: the nightmare key puzzle is not hard, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Do people think it's hard? Oh, people are up for a long time on the internet have been like, "This is a bad puzzle. It's 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 hard to figure out. You're not going to know the names of the enemies. Like, how are you supposed to know that's what this is?" Blah 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 blah. Uh, it's not hard. Gosh. I figured it out when I was eight. You can figure it out when you're eight too. Jerk. It says in prison. No, <laughs> no, I can understand that. You know, that's not it, it, it because it is very text dependent. If someone's not as savvy as understanding that as us nerds, then I could see that being a point of frustration. Eh, I'll fight him. Uh, but I will fight anyone who says otherwise. I don't know. I, I figured it out when I was a kid, and therefore I feel that's probably a really that's probably a really bad place to be at with that. I don't know. Maybe I've softened in my... I have years. lots of spare time. I can fight all kinds of people. All right. I'm kind of backing off now that I have talked about it out loud. I'm like, maybe it's a rude thing to suggest. Well, I'm uh, the big grump on the podcast. So <laughs> I'm happy to uh... actually fist fight people who have a different opinion than I do about part of a video game. Fist fighting's in a different dungeon. Um, now, I've got Hinox is back from Link to the Past, oh, yeah. and he's nastier here and wrecked me my last playthrough. He can be tough. Where I didn't just immediately stunlock him, he just came at me and threw me into a pit. Yeah. This is kind of a case where you have enemies coming over from Link to the Past who get these really, like, necessarily large sprites and kind of become mini-bosses because of it. So he's a regular enemy in Link to the Past, and now he's this mini-boss here mm-hmm. because they wanted to make his sprite really detailed and cool. Yeah. Uh, this dungeon also introduces a ton of Mario enemies. Uh, Booze, Shy Guy, Piranha Plant, and then I had Goombas, but I crossed it out because they were actually in Tail Cave and I just didn't notice. Right. Um, um, yeah, that's neat. The Booze part is pretty good. Yeah, Booze are cool. The Shy Guys aren't called Shy Guys, except in Japanese, where they're just called Shy Guys. They're called hey Hoes. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. they're very clearly that, but in English... We should explain the part with the booze. Uh, uh, yeah. I know at least one person listens to this who has not played the game. Great. Um, there's a room where you are in a Zelda dungeon, and you walk into a room, and it's dark, and there are some booze from Mario that are coming up on you and if you swipe one they're not like booze from mario where they stop looking at you or they stop moving if you look at them they're just coming after you you swipe them with your sword uh they just kind of teleport back off and start assaulting you again you have to light up some lamps in the room with your magic powder and that makes them run away and 
am I right that it seems like you can sword them to death while they're running away, but they'll eventually just explode on their own if you leave them alone? I think they get off the screen. Oh, okay. And then, like, as soon as they're far enough, it's just like, yeah, you won. And then the chest appears with the power bracelet because you defeated the ghosts. Uh-huh. That it, that one is good. I like that. It's a good room. There's some good rooms. Yeah. Um, I've got stuff about the boss. Yes. Now, so the mini boss was the Hinox. The regular mm-hmm. boss, Ryan's going to tell you about. The regular boss is a genie. And it has a section uh, where it's in a bottle. And it, the bottle is kind of just bouncing around trying to kill you. And you can uh, hit it with a sword, and that doesn't do anything except immobilize it. Then you have to pick it up with the power bracelet and toss it against the wall, and it cracks a little. And he's like, hey, cut that out. And uh, then he comes out of the bottle briefly to throw a fireball at you. But if you throw the uh, bottle against the wall three times and the bottle breaks... And the genie comes out, and he is just running around throwing fireballs at you all over the place. And um, the his movement throwing the fireballs can seem very erratic and unpredictable. And I had a devil of a time, and it sounds like you had a devil of a time uh, evading those fireballs. Certainly. What I've learned now that I'm a grown man playing the same video games that I was playing 20 years ago. I, uh, you just have to like kind of walk around in a circular formation or in kind of a horseshoe back and forth up and down the sides of the horseshoe. And that way, if, as long as you keep moving, you'll stay ahead of the fireballs and it's becomes trivial. Yeah. Pretty easy. That's, that's that boss. Yeah. Which is a thematically perfect fit for the dungeon. It's like it, the bottle master. It's a Genies way to integrate lifting things into a boss yeah. fight that's very clever. Yeah. Uh, for beating the genie, you get the conch, conch shell. Conch shell. I never know. It's technically conch, but conch is also allowed. What's the name of the conch? It's literally just the conch shell. Oh, that's right. Okay. Which is not, nothing. It is a thematically appropriate instrument for an island-based instrument, but mm-hmm. it is the most boring of the siren yeah. instruments because it's literally just a conch shell. Could have been the wind conch. Yeah. Or the the conch of the... last winter. Yeah. Or something. I guess if we can't come up with anything good, that means they should. They they it. probably yeah they had a whole wall and they're like I don't know just put conch shell it's fine. I guess yeah. Maybe conch shell has a really good Japanese name. They're just like we can't change it. It's too good. Mm. And then Dan was like, well I can think of something, and they said, well too bad. This game ships Poor tomorrow. <laughs> Back to your Nintendo Power hole. You know Nintendo Power is a podcast now. That's a thing. Wow, you know what else I is didn't th- know that. You know what else is a thing? What? Is the next tile we're going to do. What's that going to be? Which is K6. Ooh.